This is Up for Debate, episode number 257, recorded June 22nd, 2023. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast for the two hosts of Grand Everything. I'm Sean, and I'm joined by always... I'm joined by always... I'm always joined by a man who gets the big soda with his popcorn at the theater. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. I am notorious for getting the big soda with the popcorn. The big, the big soda. Did, did you ever notice that like all soda is big soda at the movie theater now? Like, yeah, I, d- I, I you know, know. I, at least maybe someone's got to explain but... to me. You're right. There's no smalls. No. Um, and but but that's got to be because it's so expensive. They have to trick you into. Do you know? I mean, this is actually a true fact. Do you know what food item McDonald's makes the most money on? Spoiler alert: It's the soda because the margins are so huge. It's basically just water and a penny of syrup. So it makes sense. You can give them the most ridiculous size cup on the planet and it doesn't matter. This might, might be dating our episode. Um, but the, uh, speaking of McDonald's, have you, uh, have you tried grimaces birthday shake? Oh, I thought you were going to say they had McDonald's in the doomed submarine, which is also <laughs> going to date this episode. Uh, no, Matt, I actually have not had a chance to try the Grimace's Shake. I've seen some, heard some mixed things. Hmm. I am planning to try it tomorrow. I will. I will report back. I haven't really been to a McDonald's in a long time. I'm kind of happy to report. I don't. I just don't. It doesn't really. I don't cross paths enough with with them. With the McDonald's, not nearly as much as I, I used to. No, they don't do the gimmicky food as much as they used to. The menu is just kind of always the same, which is kind of a yeah. I love the restaurants. I was just uh, I live in an area which is a Dunkin Donuts test market. So we get Dunkin Donuts items around here when they test them. And sometimes they never go national. Like sometimes you'll only ever see them here and it's always changing. So I'm a little spoiled. We just got, they have new wraps uh, at Dunkin' Donuts. Now I haven't tried them yet, but I am a sucker for the like limited time only experimental. Hey, try this here food. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I think I just really enjoy other, if I ever go for the fast food, which isn't really often these days, but if it's ever, if it ever is, I just choose other options. I don't know. More more Wendy's or Popeye's. Thai food. Thai food is always great. Yeah. Thai curry. I wish that mm-hmm. they had a, a fast food Thai place. If, if I don't know. If such thing exists, I don't know. A drive-through Thai place? Yeah. I mean, Panda Express exists. It's not the same, but, you know, they mm-hmm. could do it. Sean... You think that dinosaurs would have enjoyed Thai food? I think dinosaurs would have been racist. You think that dinosaurs would have? Uh, I think they would have hated would have Thailand and the Thai, Thai people. Thai wow! Absolutely. But you literally, think, science has no way to know. Yeah. Do you think that dinosaurs would have been good? Uh, would have been good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Do you think that okay. dinosaurs would have been, would have been good at uh, making do you Thai think, food? I don't know. I was going to say, do you think dinosaurs would be good cooked into Thai food? Do you think dinosaurs are in good movies? 
I don't know, Matt. Uh, we're here to find out because last week we picked our summer reading list, and tonight we are picking our blockbuster summer f- movie film collection. Now, for the last couple summers, we have watched a collection of films. We did movies based on video games. We did the Fast and the Furious movies. We've done Rocky. Uh, we've done James Bond. This summer is no exception, Matt. Tonight, we're going to pitch each other uh, concepts for collections of films that we can watch over the course Hmm. of this summer, usually with some kind of theme. Now, Matt, you're already hinting at your first theme. Before we do that, though, uh, I am going to suggest one thing for tonight. We'll go back and forth, trade ideas. As we go through, I'm going to ask that we score each idea on the 1 to 10 scale of interest. And by interest, I mean, I don't want us to rate these on whether they're good movies, whether they'll be fun for the show, just how much you or I want to watch the movies. I'm doing this because Fast and the Furious was a goddamn slog. And so I am, these won't, we're not beholden to these scores. We're not automatically picking the highest, but I think this will help us whittle down the list as we go through the evening. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, very good. Well, Matt, you sound like you're ready to pitch first. What's on your list? Dinosaurs, Sean. Dino. Oh my god. Dinosaur movies. Um, I've got here a list of some dinosaur movies that we could watch for our summer set of films. You want me to go through the list? Yeah, please. I mean, there have been so many films made with dinosaurs. I don't know how you could even narrow it down. So I tried to, the way I worked this was I tried to um, not rely on Jurassic Park at all. But now Jurassic Park happens to be one of, if not my favorite movie of all time. I love the the original Jurassic Park. You've never seen it. Perfect. I think that um, I think we would have a lot to talk about. I could make videos about the film. I like it that <laughs> okay. much. I'm, I'm really interested in the, the, the cinematography, the writing. Love the movie. One of the like most influential movies on me as a kid was the original Jurassic Park. Um, also read the book by James Crichton. So we could, we could even do a, maybe a book tie in at some point. Um, but that would be our, I think our, our stepping stone. I haven't decided if we would watch, I guess because you've never seen any Jurassic park, right? You've never seen any of the films Correct. in the franchise. We would start with the first one. Um, the lost world is also worth, I think discussing. Um, so we would start with the first Jurassic park movie. Uh, then I've got, um, another classic follow, follow the nineties classic with another nineties classic, this time animated with the land before time, right? Animated, um, not sad Disney, children's dreamworks, film. dreamworks classic. No, that was, I think, was that Don Bluth? Uh, it was, uh-huh. You, uh, it was it was Amblin. Oh, it was Spielberg. It was Amblimation. Am- I can never say it. It was his Amblin uh, animators, wasn't it? Amblimation. Yes. Amblimation. Oh, it was Don Bluth. It was Don Bluth. 
Don Bluth, who also made uh, an American Bluth, Tale, Dreams, All Freudberg, Dogs Go to and, Heaven. Yeah. Universal. Okay. I- iconic so, animator. Executive produced by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Um, there were 13 of them. Wow. A lot of land before time. That's um, arguably too many. <laughs> many. Uh, so we would do Jurassic Park. We do Land Before Time. Then we would go from 90s animated classic to something a little more modern. I watched Pixar's The Good Dinosaur. Uh, now, that one's the optional one. I, I put a kind of an asterisk on that one because we could take that or leave that. Um, I've seen it. It's pretty good. Um, but it, I don't know if we would have. There's a lot of meat on that bone. Um if we don't do the good dinosaur, uh, we could also do uh, another little known classic from the '90s, an animated movie called "We're Back: A Dinosaur ah, Story." Yes, where the dinosaurs travel uh, through time. I remember seeing that at a, as as a kid at some point, like re- maybe rented from Blockbuster. I uh, used to love that movie. I think so, that was also an Amblin. Um, Steven Spielberg production. Maybe I'm wrong. Sure. Yeah, it was Amblin. Yeah, this was Steven Spielberg as well. He just really loved dinosaurs. Yeah. And and the 90s were, for whatever reason, an amazing time for uh, dinosaurs. We're back. Stars John Goodman as Rex. Uh, Jay Leno. Martin Short. Rhea Perlman. A who's who of 1993. Walter Cronkite really does a voice. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so this one is the the f- film is based on a 1987 children's book. It seems Julia Child, Walter Cronkite, bizarre. Yeah. Um. And then capping off our series uh, is a. Um, a dinosaur movie that I came across. Uh, I've never seen it before. Came across on a list of dinosaur movies to watch that aren't Jurassic Park. That was the name of the list. Was dinosaur I, movies to watch that aren't Jurassic Park? Right. Can I take a guess? I would love for you to guess. Yes, please do. Because I don't it, think you're going to. Is it. it Disney's dinosaur? It is not. That. Okay. That's an option, though. We could we could sub out the good dinosaur for that. I'm going to put that as a as a potential. Well, the only reason I that was um, Disney's first uh, CGI film. Um, That's right. 3D animated film they ever made. Uh, no, okay, so it's not Disney's. Di- I what think both of those movies, movies are, are kind of lukewarm. We could we could watch either one of them. They're the very lukewarm. Now, what so what's the think, film? You got me baffled now. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get it. It's. Um, I'm going to I'm going to tell you the description first, and then I'm going to tell you the name of the film. Okay. Okay. Maybe so, I can figure this out. Okay. See if you can. Uh, if you can get. Okay. Here's from Rotten Tomatoes. Uh. Wait. I found I found a really good description. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Okay. From IMDb. 
After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits. Oh, Velocipaster? Velocipaster, you got it. Yes. Yes, I've actually heard of this film. He inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. <laughs> not opposed. I've never seen it. I've, I think I saw the trailer. Yeah, I'm yes. not opposed. That sounds wild. Loss of Pastor. I I, uh, I put that on there as our grand finale of the uh, the dinosaur list. I've I've I don't know. So that's my list. That's my dinosaur list right there. It's a great collection. It's a great mm-hmm. collection. I love it. I um I don't need to pitch any more into your collection though. I can think of a few other dinosaur movies uh, mm-hmm. that could potentially be quite humorous, but. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a great theme, Matt. Very well. Where, where would you put this on your uh, interest scale? Um, I think I started pretty strong. I I would say this. I agree. Is, this is uh this is probably the one that I'm most invested in. Usually, I try to save the the best for last, but I wanted to. I, w- I was excited to talk about the dinosaur lists. I put it first and foremost. So I'd say pretty high up on that list. So like a nine or a ten. I'd say yeah, nine or ten. It's up there. I would. I'm yeah, I'd put it at a seven. Yeah. You're gonna go for the full ten. I'll do a seven. I'm interested. Okay. Yeah. So very nice. Good start, Matt. Cool. Very nice. What do you got? Uh, yeah, so I've got ten here on my list. So I'll pick one in no particular order. Actually, I'm gonna start with this one, Matt, because it's a sequel to last summer. It's video game movies part two. Uh, we watched the sort of beginning of video game movies. We're going to move into the modern era with these six films in chronological order, starting with uh, Mark Wahlberg's Max Payne, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, which I wrote in my notes as Price of Persia, and that's very different, Hmm. Um, followed by... um, uh, What's the guy's... Shit, what's the guy's name? Um, Uh... Uh, uh, Aaron uh, Sorkin. No, from uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, um, Aaron Paul. No, that's not right. He's the other guy. Not uh, no, not Aaron Rodgers. Why can't I think of his name? Aaron Paul. Yeah. Jesse. Oh, it is Aaron Paul. Okay, Aaron yeah. Paul's Need for Speed, the movie. Uh, yep. We've got Warcraft. Uh, I think maybe still or for a long time was the highest grossing movie ever in China. Uh, we have uh, uh, Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender. And then uh, we have another Mark Wahlberg with Uncharted, uh, the most recent on the list here. Now, I purposefully didn't include uh, animated films like Sonic the Hedgehog or um, even the somewhat animated uh, Detective Pikachu. I focused on live action. Um, and I also focused on non-remakes. There's since been uh, the Mortal Kombat remake. We watched the original. I didn't include it. These are really focused on original properties, continuing to show the progression of how video game movies have changed over time. Most of these, if not, actually, I will argue, all of these are bad. <laughs> well, what the first thing that came to mind was when we did the first, we did the first list. If you remember, the there was a, a couple of pleasant surprises on there. None the more stood out um, than Doom. The the was it the Doom movie that was like yeah that was, was it, great. Was it was it the Doom movie? It was yeah right? it was that Doom. Was, we liked Doom. Actually turned yeah. out to be great. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, with uh, it had um, uh, Vin Diesel, right? Or is it no The Rock? It had The Rock in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Doom movie was it was pretty good. Um, and of course it was fun to to laugh at the Tomb Raider movie and. So that was a yeah. Good we time like overall. we like Street Fighter. We thought was a lot of fun. Street, we Jean Claude Van Damme. Kombat. We had a good time. Yeah, yeah, that was that was dope. So I think that this this could be a potential. Uh, what would you give it? What would you rate it? You know, on one hand, I like the idea of continuing uh, what we started last summer. But on the other hand, all of these movies seem bad. So I, I, my excitement level is not overwhelming. This is probably like a six for me. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I would, I would go, honestly, I would go probably an eight. I would okay. say this would be an eight because, uh, I love the idea and I love that it's, um, we're just kind of making it more contemporary, taking the, um, taking the movies we saw last year and updating like more recently. Yeah. I think, I think this could be a good one. Very cool. All right. Well, how about uh, you got another one, Matt? I do, Sean. I do. Tell me. Uh, America's pastime. The great game. High lie. Okay. No. Yeah. Baseball. I said that. Um, I've got some baseball movies here. Love it. And I'm not, I, I I think this list, you might find some of them interesting. I tried to make them a little contemporary or, or like uh fun. They're not like your average, your usual baseball movies, I guess. Like they're, uh, I, I put Moneyball on here. Nice. Um, I put Bull Durham, which is a, ba- a baseball comedy. Kind of in in a similar vein, sort of like uh, Smoking Gun, or um, or I'm sorry, na- the Naked Gun, um, or uh, Airplane. It's kind of similar to that, I guess. It, it a little less slapsticky, but the jokes are very silly, very boyish. Um, I put um, Bad News Bears, sure. other baseball comedy, on there. Um, and I figured we would close it out with, um, I tried to see if they had the Iowa baseball confederacy. That, that <laughs> was, was that ever a movie? a movie? No. What a shame. We got to buy the rights. We do. We do. We that that book is, the... how would you even make that? in? let's be real. How would you even make that into a movie? Oh, I'm sure they would it, find a way. I, it would unmakeable. That it would have to be like a, 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 a like a Netflix multi part or HBO limited series. I don't think yeah, you could do it in a single movie. That's what I mean. Eight yeah, episodes. It would it would it couldn't be a movie. Yeah, the format I think would definitely be more definitely be more like HBO. Um, it'd be a, a lot of you need a lot of like you need a whole animated animation team to do the time traveling and the the storm parts and but. I, I don't know. I think I think it would be it would be a it would be a home run is what I think. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I think that's fun. I haven't seen any of those movies. I will ask, though, if we choose this, there is one movie I would like to add to the list for us to watch. 
Yeah. Are you familiar with the film Ed? I am not. That's not surprising. Ed is a 1996 comedy film oh. starring America's favorite Matt LeBlanc and a baseball playing chimpanzee. It currently has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes and has arguably been called the worst sports movie ever made. Um, and I think it would be great to watch. That is going right at the top of the list, Sean. Okay, it's on there. It is on there. Uh, wow, I've never seen rated zero. Yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that. Or you don't see it often. That's for sure. It's you know actually, believe it or not, Matt, that was actually going to be one of my pitches for tonight. Was Rotten Tomatoes zero percent films, but it was so dreadful, I could not do that to my friend and make you watch them. So I ditched that idea. There are some, and there are names on there you've heard of, and it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I'm I think it would be a hoot right to now. watch it. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, this is I think Gotti uh, with John Travolta is one of them. Uh, which is supposed to be very funny. So um, anyway, uh, I think that's a fun idea, Matt. I agree. I think I would score that as a six. What about you? Um, Yeah, I'd probably go about a six on this. I think um, six or seven, 6.5. I'll probably go to like a six. Yeah, it's uh, um, the movies. I, I tried to pull a lot of like the more like comical baseball movies but i feel like this could get tedious they could get kind of like over like i could watch those video game movies every week but baseball movie yeah, there's not a lot of variety movie. in the baseball yeah it's a lot of no. similar yeah similar concepts although i think bull durham is is one of my favorites out there but sure. yeah i'd probably go about a six on this all right fair enough well matt uh, I have a concept list for you. It's it's a semi-sequel to a movie franchise we've already done. Because, and I don't know if you know this, Matt, Vin Diesel makes movies that aren't The Fast and the Furious. I'm proposing The Summer of Diesel, where we're going to watch all of the non-Fast and Furious Vin Diesel movies. I'm talking about Pitch Black, the first Riddick movie. The Chronicles of Riddick, the second Riddick movie. Riddick, the third Riddick movie. We're talking Triple X and Triple X, the return of Xander Cage. We're talking The Pacifier, the one kids movie he made, and his latest Bloodshot, the one that was released during the pandemic that was supposed to kick off a franchise that never did, Matt. It's Vin Diesel without any of the fun car parts. I remember, um, America's favorite... Uh... America's favorite talking gravel pit. Yes. You can't mess with family. The fam- family. Quarter mile at a time. First. I'm Triple X. Family. Is- yes. Have you seen? I have seen the first Triple X out of this list. I don't think I've seen any of the others. Um, I have not. I've only seen the trailers. And I remember the trailers used to be on all the time but i've only yeah only trailers yeah they're they're relatively ridiculous i've not seen any of the riddick movies but it is interesting that they made three of them and i believe he's trying to make a fourth which is kind of crazy so i don't know matt have you had enough vin diesel or are you interested in more i don't think there's such a thing as enough vin diesel sean um i would be ready for some more 
Um, my only concern is that a lot of those films come from the same franchise, the Chronicles of Riddick. Yep. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because we've we've uh, I mean, look at our our successes with franchises before, like Fast and the Furious and Rocky, James Bond. Where if, if anything, we might learn a lot about Riddick. Kind of our thing. We would learn a lot about Riddick and his Chronicles. So I'm not against it. I, I'm definitely not against Vin either. Um, if we were going to marry up to one actor this summer, we could do a lot worse, I think. We could definitely yeah, he's the worse. only singular actor I have a list around. He's that powerful. Where would you rate uh, the summer of Diesel? Um, I would put the summer of Diesel. I'd probably put it like a seven. Okay, I'd put it at a five because mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty neutral on it. I think it could be entertaining. But again, after after my lack of interest in the Fast and the Furious films, I'm concerned that it would get old very quickly. Uh, so fair enough. Matt, what about uh, what else is on your list? Oh, Sean. Um, next up on my list. If I had more energy right now, I would wrap it because <laughs> next on my list is is all movies that are are all uh, starring rap artists. Rap oh wow! Okay, that's a that's an interesting idea. Rap and hip hop movies that star rap and hip hop artists. Um, and I, uh, I would be I would welcome any additions to this list because I know there are there are a lot more than I was expecting there to be. Um but so far I've got the Eight Mile, the Eminem movie, yep. uh Cradle to the Grave starring DMX. Yep. I've got Juice starring Tupac. Um and I've got Straight Out of Compton, which I think is more of like a document like a a reenactment biopic of, um, the story. Yeah. The story of, of NWA. So, um, of course we could add, we could also add uh biggie to the list. Notorious B I G that movie came out back in 2009. I think it was just called notorious. So I'll add that one there too. And yeah, so it's movies yeah. with, with rap. I'll also, uh, well, maybe he's more of a hip hop guy, but I, if you're interested, I'd throw in Get Rich or Die Trying, the movie starring Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Hmm. Okay. Um, there, there's a category called List of Hood Films on Wikipedia. Did you know this? Hood Films. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that even means. Um... I think it's very interesting. I have not seen any of those movies. What excites me, what I've enjoyed on the show is when we do things that expose me to things I would normally not watch. Um, And this definitely qualifies for that, I would say. So, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Like I said, I think we have to come up with a really solid list. I'm sure if anyone out there can think of any that we're not, let us know. Um, cause I'm, I'm definitely sure there are others, but, um, yeah, I think that yeah. sounds great. I thought it was something, 
something a little different. What would you? How would you uh, rank this? I would. I, all my scores are like basically the same. Uh, I would rate this. I'm going to give this a six. Where would you rate this one? Um, I think uh, I'm feeling. I'm feeling also like a six. Feeling also okay. Six. Although I, yeah, I think this could be this could be fun, but I think it it might run into the same trap as the baseball, like kind of samey, a lot of similar settings, similar stories. See, all right, here's a pitch. Uh, remember this for next year. We should do a summer where every movie is a different music genre. We do one rap movie. We do one country movie. We do one pop movie. We do one jazz movie. Um, and we do a whole summer of music movies. Summer of music. I like it. Free idea. I like it. Then we can get, yep, we can get some, get some bluegrass movies, get some jazz movies. Yeah. No, I, I like that a lot. A lot of options. All right. Well, good. Well, that's a good one, Matt. Uh, next on my list, again, these are in no particular order. Um, actually, let's do this. Uh, I was going to pick a different one, but since we're talking about music, I had a music theme as well. Uh, and that theme was films about fictional bands. Films about fictional bands that don't actually exist. This list includes in no particular order that thing you do, which I've actually seen and really enjoy. Um, this is Spinal Tap. Uh, the Blues Brothers, Josie and the Pussycats, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, which is a very funny movie, and The Country Bears, uh, which is a weird movie. So a, a bit of a different collection, some rock, some pop, different times, um, but all centered around fictional bands that don't actually exist. A lot of catchy music, for sure, um, in these. Uh, and I thought they'd uh, certainly give us some variety throughout the summer. Yeah. That's an idea. That's a fictional bands. Uh, I would I would recommend also we throw in um, Josie and the Pussycats. I said that. Did you? You did say that. I okay, did. Good. That's actually sure. that might be like a top Let's ten movie sure. of all time for me. There's just yeah. something about that movie. I, I I own it on Blu-ray. That's how much I like it. Uh, okay. Uh, that that movie I'm a big fan of. Yeah, it's a good. It's, it's definitely a mix, but yeah, that's a fun one under the radar. And the music is great in that. Oh my God. I could spend an hour just talking about how, how catchy and good the songs they wrote for that. Did are. you, um, did you mention Daft Punk's movie? No, I didn't know they had a movie, but they're a fictional band in the movie. Yeah. The movie is called Interstellar oh. 5555. The story of the secret star system. It's an anime. Hmm. Well, there you go. That could yeah. certainly make. Oh, look at this. An animated yeah. musical the, science fiction film. The Crescendals. That's the name. Of the movie. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think I would score this one probably at a seven. What do you say, Matt? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fond of this idea. I'm pretty, pretty keen on it. I, I, would, I would I actually would probably also go. A seven. Yeah, I'll go seven as well. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Very fun. All right, Matt, you got another one on your list? I do. Um, 
I've got a I've got a character profile or an actor, an actor in profile for for you. Um kind of similar to Vin Diesel actually in in some some ways, in some ways, some parallels. Um how would Daniel you feel Day about Lewis. a summer the summer of Harrison Ford? But but no Star Wars movies, no Indiana Jones movies. So movies Harrison Ford has been in that are not Star Wars or Indiana Jones. That might be my favorite idea you've pitched so far tonight. There is something <laughs> about, first of all, anytime you pick an actor and you're like, but it's not their most well-known stuff. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's interesting. The other thing that's really interesting is the, one of the, there's so many different collections or genres of movies, but one of the ones that I've never really gotten into is the like 90s, 80s low budget thriller where you're like Patriot Games, The Fugitive, Air Force One, mm-hmm. uh, What Lies Beneath. He did a ton of these. Um he did. That I think, not that I'm saying we would do all those, because certainly there's later films like uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Um, and then there's earlier films, of course, like Blade Runner. Um, but I definitely think this this could be um, definitely a lot of movies I haven't seen. Yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting one. Yeah. I'll tell you the just some of the movies I put on the list here. Uh going through his um his work. Uh movies like uh um American Graffiti. I think that was yep. where he got his got his big start sort of. I mean, he was in other stuff before that, but I think the big kind of the big breakout was um his big breakout hit was American Graffiti 1973. Oh, definitely. Um I put on here uh, also I put Dynasty, which was he made that in 76 right before Star Wars. It looked kind of interesting. Like, I I don't know. It didn't really get particularly great reviews. So I I kind of was iffy on that one. A little bit of a star, an asterisk there. But um, Blade Runner, of course. I put um, also... Um, Patriot Games, like you mentioned, gotta watch that. Uh, Fugitive. Um, but I also put on here one of my favorite things that he was in. It's a, a film called The Frisco Kid. Have you seen The Frisco Kid? I did not know it existed until I was on his Wikipedia page. This sounds mm. wild. Yeah, he, it was a movie he made with Gene Wilder. Um, and it was, yeah, 1979. So it was like, while Star Wars was going on, it was a little bit before Indiana Jones. Um, it's, it's a good movie. I, I, I really like the Frisco kid. So, uh, that's on here also. So we got Blade Runner, American Graffiti, Frisco kid, call the wild Patriot games, um, maybe dynasty. And also, uh, I, I wanted to fast forward the time a little bit to a more recent movie. His most recent movie besides the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is a movie called The Call of the Wild. Came out in 2020. It's on Disney Plus. And it looks okay. It's based on the book by Jack London. Very famous kid's book. So 
that's my pitch for uh, the the summer of Ford. That is highly interesting. Now, I will say before we score it, Matt, um, another free idea for next year uh, that you caused me to think of George Lucas movies that aren't Star Wars or Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, because there's definitely some oddball stuff in here. Uh, American Graffiti being one of them. Um, but you also have Labyrinth, Howard the Duck, Willow, Radioland Murders, Strange Magic, which was that weird animated movie that came and went. Um, Captain EO, um, he actually wrote for with Michael Jackson, which I think would be interesting to watch. So um, there was some interesting stuff there. Um, that being said, Matt, I think this is a very fun idea. And I would score this at an eight. What is your score? Yeah, I think uh, talking it over and and looking at these movies kind of convinced me a little more on it. I, like sold me more on my own idea. Um, and I think before looking at it, I was I was probably at a six. Now I'd say I'm probably at I could do like a seven, seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, now I'm going to go in a totally different direction. We're getting as far away from prestige as possible. Um, it's our blockbuster summer, Matt. We got to do big, loud movies. We're talking explosions. We're talking CGI. We're talking toys. That's right, Matt. It's the Hasbro Cinematic Universe. Hasbro, the toy company. Did you know they have a cinematic universe? Absolutely um, yeah. insane. We're talking transformers we're talking gi joe we're talking battleship we're talking ouija we're talking gem and the holograms which nobody remembers Uh, and we're talking what we on the plus side we do get to watch the new dungeons and dragons movie because technically they own it so it's not all failure now matt i'm not going to make you watch all the transformers or all the gi joes we will only watch the first, but um, it could be interesting to see how toys become movies that then become toys again uh, that are based on the movies um, and see how they're interconnected, especially with the new Transformers film. Has whoa. <laughs> I well, right? I don't know. I don't want to spoil the new Transformers movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, I will spoil a little bit. There's kind of a post credit sequence. This is 100% true. And after they do all the Transformers shit, at the end, they go to a government building and the, and there's like a guy who's been in the movie. And he's like, listen, if you want more, you can come with me. And he hands him a business card that says G.I. Joe on it. So they are setting up oh, a wow. Transformers G.I. Joe crossover universe. That is 100% true. So they, they, it's coming. So we can be on the ground floor. Okay. Yeah, very timely also. Very timely. I thought the Harrison Ford was timely because he's got that uh, the new new indie movie coming up soon, but this is also very time. Those are very, both of them back to back, very timely uh, picks with dungeons and with the upcoming GI Joe tie in movie. Um, and I, and I've, I still haven't seen much to my detriment. I still haven't seen the dungeons and dragons movie. Still haven't, I haven't watched it, but very high on my list. I would love to watch it for the first time for our channel for a podcast. Uh, and we might, by the way, if we don't watch it this summer, we might just watch it anyway. Cause I think it would be interesting. Yeah. I think that would be great. I think that would be great. Get the gang back together. 
get the game nights gang back together. Uh, yeah, I think I'd probably, I'll probably give this idea a six, but like a solid six. That's okay. I'm going to give this a uh, five. It doesn't sound fun at all, but not all my ideas are winners. (laughs) So um, I I, I don't promise these are all good. They're just what came to my mind. Um, All right, Matt, do you have another on your list? Um, I am. I am fresh out. Those were all my my categories. So (laughs) I overdid it as usual. Um, I'm tapping out. And uh, all right. How many more do you have? Uh, too many, but here's what I'm going to do. I should save some of these for next summer. So, cause I won't have any more ideas. So let me think of, I'm just scanning through my list here. I want to do that one. I want to do that one. And that would leave one, two, three, four. Okay. I'm gonna do two more. Okay. Um, and this next one, I think of all my ideas. I think this is the most Matt Mariani idea that I have. Doesn't mean you'll like it, but I think it slots in well with you. And it's also different than anything we've done before in terms of our movie watching. I was curious, Matt, do you know what the highest box office grossing documentaries are of all time? Highest grossing. Now, mind you, these aren't the most popular documentaries ever. These are the ones that made the most oh. money at the box office. You said box office documentary. I thought you said the highest yes. grossing boxing documentaries, like documentaries about boxing. I don't, is there <laughs> like, even more I, than one documentary about boxing? Rocky. Um, okay. Uh, a Raging Bull. I think that was also a boxing movie. <laughs> yeah, that's about- true. You could do a whole collection. The highest grossing box office documentaries. I would I would say, I mean, like maybe just offhand, I'm thinking of like the Michael Moore ones, like uh like your Fahrenheit 9-11, your sicko, like uh You nailed it, Matt. Fahrenheit 9-11, really? highest of all time, the only documentary ever to gross over a hundred million dollars at the domestic box office. Hmm. Yeah, I um I, th- I felt like that was that was good timing because it was like right at the start of the internet kind of taking off early 2000s. You had like, um, it, you couldn't just download, I guess you could download the whole thing online, but it wasn't as like common to do that yet. Um, or, and there was also no streaming. Well, and it was 2000. It was still a paper. It was 2004. Ticket. So it was right, uh, right when um, Bush was being reelected. So yes. I think that was also part of it as well. Oh yeah, of course. Um, and the, the election. Um, so, so, so what is the, uh, what is your, what is your pitch? So Matt, we're gonna do the highest grossing documentaries. It's an oddball collection, a bunch of different films, which I'm excited about. Some of which I've seen, some of which I haven't. You've got Fahrenheit 9-11. You've got March of the Penguins, which was surprisingly huge. You have Justin Bieber, Never Say Never, the concert film. You have This Is It, the Michael Jackson film that came out right after his death. You have Won't You Be My Neighbor, which is the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary. And maybe the finale and the one I'm most excited about, believe it or not, the what number is it here? The sixth highest grossing documentary of all time is a film called 2016 colon Obama's America. And it was a film released during the 2012 election 
that predicted how bad things would be if Obama was reelected, what America would look like in 20. Will there even be a 2016, which I think would be hilarious to watch today? Ooh, that would be. uh, I I really would like to see the the, the, the narrative. (laughs) The narrative take on that one would just be spicy that'd be it'd be a spicy flick oh Very for spicy. sure and the fact it's one of the highest grossing it's like we got to learn about it so it's there's a mix right you got your nature you've got your concert you've got your political you it's a bunch of different stuff but it's all documentaries cool cool okay i think i could yeah i, I could uh i could throw like a i could throw like a seven i think put a seven on there because i like the variety fair enough i like the variety yeah yeah i'm probably a seven as well i think it's Mm -hmm. interesting uh and matt my final pitch of the night Hmm. we have yet to pitch an actual film franchise these are all collections of films so i'm here to pitch an actual film franchise and when i think big blockbuster over time very similar to bond different directors but always action and excitement. You know what I'm going to say? Harry Potter. Absolutely not. You could not pay me to watch those films. <laughs> no, Matt. I know I, you love and, and also, who describes Harry Potter as edge of your seat action? You're right. I think we're we're going to watch Twilight, aren't we? Matt, everyone's favorite. Actually, you know what? I do think it, put that down for next year as well. I do okay. think it would be very funny. We we need to do it like a a double feature summer where it's like Twilight and Hunger Games. It would and we're be just interesting gonna watch to, them all and yeah, and do like a retrospective now that it, like a lot of time has passed. Yeah, were we wrong? The answer is no. Um, Matt, I'm talking about the original spy thriller. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. We're talking Mission Impossible. Now, again, as I said, um, a series of different directors, at least for the first couple of films. Mission Impossible 1, Brian De Palma. You got Mission Impossible 2 with John Woo. Mission Impossible 3 with J.J. Abrams. And Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol with Brad Bird. Then Rogue Nation and Fallout with Christopher McQuarrie. Um, Of course, all starring uh, Thomas J. Cruzifer. Um, who uh, who did all these films. I have seen the first one and enjoyed it, but I have not seen any of the others. I thought this is exciting action. Um, we can talk about Tom Cruise getting old as the movies go on. Um, Ving Rhames is in it. I think the downside, my fear is, will this be another Fast and Furious by the sixth one where I'm like, I've already seen this movie before and I please don't make me watch another but then again, Matt, you've proven on the show before you like to torture me, so maybe that's encouraging. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, what are my thoughts about this? I guess. I, I, yeah, I I would like to see. Um. I'd like to. I'd like to see these movies. Like, uh, I don't. I really haven't seen any Mission Impossible. I can't. I, I'm trying to think back. I maybe saw the first one at some point. I kind of remember 
the overall plot, but it was a it's been a while, if anything. But I haven't really gotten into these. And I like that um I hadn't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, and then we watched all of them and those were great. So those those were uh I'm glad we did that. So maybe maybe this would be a good a good thing. I think I would give this um Mission Impossibles I'll give it an I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. That would, that I, would be kind of cool. I would also give it an eight. I think it's going to give us a lot to talk about in each movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the same way the video game movies did, where it is that action, but there's kind of odd stuff and like, oh, it doesn't make sense they did that. And oh, wasn't that cool? I, I think it'll give us stuff to talk about. Hmm. All right, Matt, I uh, haven't run out of ideas, but I have run out of breath. So I'm not going to share the remainder of them. I'll save them for next year. Uh, trust um, me, the ones that were I, left weren't very good really quick because yes. i feel like we have to we have to go back and forth because you pitched a you pitched a, uh, an actor profile so i had to pitch an actor profile um i'm gonna now pitch a franchise to you oh god yo ho yo ho a pirate's oh life i see what pirates you did there the lord, of, lord of the rings franchise what? pirates of the Caribbean. Pir- oh, it has by to the be way, Pirates of the Caribbean. But if I'm looking, if I'm talking at the place, I'll say the Caribbean. I don't know how that why that is, but Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh boy! Uh, Five films. Uh, and if we get up to a certain amount on Patreon, we'll live stream from the ride in Orlando. If we do make enough money, I will do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how Disney would feel about it. Uh, Matt, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, this would be very painful. Um, I really don't want to watch these movies. I do I think they know. would be interesting. Uh, no, I've listen, seen, yeah, I'm not pitching not on it, them? but I've seen, I've I seen have, all of them. I saw the first two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw them in theaters even back when that was a thing. And I just found them. Actually, the first one I didn't hate. The second one was pretty insufferable. I got tired of the shtick pretty quick. Johnny Um, Depp, Orlando Bloom, Keira Knightley. um, Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush, of course. Um. I now what does interest me is revisiting them today. Would I feel differently? Would do would I think they're better now than I did back then? I don't know. I think it would be a lot of me complaining, which I don't know if that's fun to listen to, but it's fun to do. So I'm no, I'm not opposed to pirates. Hmm. Okay. But where would you score it? Like a seven. Like a seven, like a seven. yeah, I'd probably as similar probably to as possible. Well. I think it would it would provide us with a lot to talk about, but there are only there's only five films, which kind of like is right around the the target area, right right where we're looking for, right in our wheelhouse. So, oh, for sure. Um, um, the scores are in. All right. So again, we don't have to pick the highest scoring one, but this does help us eliminate some. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the three highest scoring films in terms of our level of interest uh, film collections is Dinosaurs, Harrison Ford, and Mission Impossible. Now we debate. What do you think? I've definitely got I've definitely got a favorite. I've got a I've got an easy an easy favorite. Number 2 is is tough cuz the other two I like both of the ideas. Um my Well, why don't Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't we I guess tell each other our can you rank them? I could I could probably do a ranking. Well, why don't we do this? Let's each pick mm. let's each pick our least favorite and eliminate it. Okay. Maybe we agree. Okay. So what wh- which of those three is your least favorite? I would see that's where it's tough, but it's between the kind of two of them fighting it out, but I think I would eliminate Mission Impossible if I had to eliminate any from that list. It's tough. It's tough, but that's probably the one I would let go. See, now, my least favorite, the one I would eliminate is Dinosaurs. Mm. Because I think, and I don't disagree with you on Mission Impossible, my thing about Dinosaurs is Mm -hmm. I feel like, and maybe that's just because we need to talk about it more, it feels a little ill-defined if that's a thing, it feels a li- like Harrison Ford. I get the theme and I get, we're going to watch those movies and same with mission impossible with dinosaurs. It's kind of, I don't want to say too broad, but I worry the films are going to be so different from one another that we could really just be watching any collection of films. If that makes sense. No. Oh, yeah. That, that makes sense. And uh, dinosaurs was not my number one. That was my number two. My number one was Harrison Ford. So I would I'm I would good with Harrison Ford. I would be I would be cool dropping dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. Well is listen, if your Ford? least favorite's Mission Impossible and mine is dinosaurs, it sounds like we both are in favor of Harrison it. Ford. Let's do Harrison Ford. It. Harrison Ford Summer. Yep. Wow. Why wow. you know, Matt, honestly, mm-hmm. if you had told me before we started that that was gonna be what we ended up with, who yeah. boy, I would not have believed you. <laughs> no clue. Not uh, even that, close. That was a surprise, yeah. That was a surprise. So why don't we take just a couple minutes here and actually put together the final list of what films we're watching so the folks at home can get started and you and I won't get confused. Yes, but I will um, say maybe a later a later time we at some point have to watch Velocipaster. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing, Matt, right? should be on should be on the list somewhere. But uh, not for the it's summer. It's been a but... year to. Yeah. Should we bring back the October scary movies? Yeah, I think that maybe that's a maybe that's a good place for it. Maybe that's a good place for it. Why not? Keep keep it on the list. On to that yeah. Dungeons and okay. Dragons. I think there's a bunch of these movies we need to watch. So let's yeah. keep it on the list. Highlight them. Um. So what what was on your uh, Harrison Ford list? So the start was American Graffiti. Followed by uh, the Frisco Kid. Followed by Blade Runner. Followed by Patriot Games. And lastly, The Call of the Wild. 
Did you say the Call of the Wild last time? Yeah, that was the that's his most recent movie. That's the one that he, he made in 2020 in the pandemic. Gotcha. Um, uh, we could also, if we have more time, I don't know how much time we'll have. We could add Blade Runner 2049. I never saw that. That was the the sequel. It's long. It's it's almost three hour movie, but that came out in 2017. I don't know how to what extent he's in it. He's on the poster, so I, I imagine he's in it quite a bit. Um, but but it might be worth worth what, adding to. I wonder if there's what is his worst movie. Ooh. I mean, they're probably going to say, um, uh, okay, here's a Vulture article. Every Harrison Ford movie performance ranked. Yeah. Uh, According Hollywood to the list homicide. I found. What does yours say? Hollywood Homicide. Mine says Heroes, 1977. The 20 worst movies starring Harrison Ford. Let's see. What he was in a supporting role alongside Random Hearts, Hollywood Winkler. Homicide. Hmm. Yeah, none of this is very exciting. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's, good it's hard to it's hard to say which one would be the like worst movie or his worst performance in a movie. Hmm. Oh, that wasn't even the worst one. No, that was. Uh, they don't have these ranked in order. Uh, yeah, Hollywood. Uh, Random Hearts. Nineteen ninety nine. But then Hollywood Homicide is like crap. right next to that one. Should we add that? It's a buddy cop movie from two thousand three. Random Hearts? Oh, alongside Josh no, Harnett. Talking about? Hollywood Homicide. Oh, yeah, that one looks really bad. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So maybe, maybe we'll Wanna make it our, uh, our our bonus. A 2003 bad film starring Harrison Ford and Josh Hartnett has got to be horrific. Hmm. Let's see, it's got a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, well, let's, let's stick with the five we got and we can always adjust it later. Um, no worries. Next week, Matt, we will do George Lucas's American Graffiti. Matt, where were you in 62? It's the tagline of the film. Where was, where was I? In, where wasn't I in 62? That's a better question. Have you ever, uh... Well, I should share some of my American graffiti fun facts for I've never seen it. I just weirdly know a lot about it. But um, there was a famous list of alternate titles the studio wanted him to use. Um, and I'll share that on next week's episodes. But it's very funny. They hated the name American graffiti. Um, anywho, Matt, this is exciting. Good job. Hmm. Summer of Ford. Summer of Ford. Very exciting. A Harrison summer. Um, great. <laughs> well, this will be fun. We got a lot to do, folks. Uh, make sure you watch American Graffiti for next week. And also don't forget our book picks uh, are still out there. I've got my copies here. Um, and st- I'm starting to dig in. So in the next couple weeks, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about those as well. So 
Big stuff coming up here on Up for Debate. We appreciate you guys being here. Of course, go to our website, upfordebate.tv, or wherever you get your podcasts to listen to past episodes, get caught up, listen to our past uh, movie collections. Uh, you can do that there, anywhere you get podcasts. You can get a hold of us at Up for Debate TV or email us upfordebatetv at gmail.com. Uh, but that is it for this evening. So we'll be back next time with some exciting throwback movie action uh, starring our main man, Harrison Ford. But until then, He's Matt and I'm Sean. We appreciate you being here. We'll see you next time for another episode of Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.